For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. We want to thank Home Instead, our sponsor for this episode. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Well, Benjamin A. Simpson, thank you for joining me on this episode. Yeah, Kathy, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to have you with me. And I we did the other episode called Making Good Decisions for Your Family. I filed it under Relationship Heroes on my Camp Crafty Fireside Talk Radio uh, website page. I want people to know that's there because that's where I gave some of your bio. And you also told your story about falling in love with Sweet Molly. One of the things I love about what y'all have done together is here's Ben, this Baptist preacher kid that grew up in East Texas, and he falls in love with Molly, the Kansas girl who is a studying to be a Methodist preacher. And somehow, probably by the Holy Spirit and heavenly dispensation, you managed to make a beautiful marriage out of that combination. You you knew that was right for your family. And so to, on this episode, you promised me to talk about how you define and own your family values. I just know there, there are listeners, my sweet listening friends are wondering, some families are wondering, how could we do that at our house? So tell us about mm-hmm. how that looks. Well, I mean, the, the first thing that I'll offer is, is a quote, and it's from a guy named Greg McKeon. He read a book called Essentialism, and he said one of the truths that he had found uh, in his life and experience was that if you don't prioritize your life, then someone else will. Mm. So if there are things that you want to be true of your life, if there are things that you want to herald as most important, then those things, they have to be defined. Um, and uh, once they're defined, then they can become pursuits. Uh, so for me and for my wife now, I mean, we've been married for 15 years and, you know, our first year in marriage, we didn't necessarily say, Hey, this is what our values are going to be, or this is what our priorities are going to be. Um, but over time, you know, those things became increasingly clear and we had the chance to talk about those things and, uh, to see what it is that we were going to pursue. Um, and as you're alluding to here, um, which you may want to ask me about more specifically is that. Uh, in the past couple of years, what I've done is I've gone through the process of writing those things down, uh, not only so that we can see how we're doing as a family, 
Um, but also because I think about my kids and I want them to be able to uh, familiarize themselves and to uh, also own and then pass on if they would like uh, some of the things that we've defined as being important in our family. Well, I'm counting. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, specific words that you list as your values. And then there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine things that you kind of expanded so that those are defined. And I want people to know they can find those at BenjaminASimpson.com because, and that's under the one you said you call, it's a blog you wrote called Tallying Your Family Values. Is that correct on the title? Yeah. Okay. I want people to know where they can find it because we do not have time to talk about the deep, rich, abundant wisdom that is in these. But there is one that I was particularly interested in because my friend Whitney Patterson was just on the show and she is also a young hero to me. And hers, I tied, I put her under raising her uh, creative kids, but really she could be a relationship superhero too. And she spoke about this, how we get so involved in things that are distractions with our family that we don't have time to look each other in the eyes. So uh, number one, two, three, four, the fifth thing down on your list of it that explains it is uh, we establish sustainable rhythms of work and play. I loved that one. Talk to me about that. Well, you know, why is that important? Um, I mean, you know, one, uh, well, everyone in our family has a job. Um, my wife has a job. I have jobs. Um, some of those we get paid for. Some of those we don't get paid for. Uh, my <laughs> kids have jobs. Uh, they have chores that they do every week. And if they do their work, they get paid. If they don't do their work, they don't get paid. Mm. Um, uh, they have uh, school. And that is a responsibility uh, that's work. And we want them... Uh, to do that. Um, and that's just talking about work. Um, but everybody in our family, uh, we want to enjoy life. Um, we want to, we want to have fun. Um, that's one of our listed family values is fun and celebration, mm-hmm. uh, and to, uh, and to enjoy, uh, the gift of life that we have together, uh, and the gift of this world that we have been, uh, placed in by God. And so that means we, we do evaluate our calendar and our time spent in terms of what are the things that we're doing that are work and that are worthwhile, and when are we intentionally stepping back uh, from that uh, to have renewal and Sabbath uh, and play. Um, and so that means we plan a family vacation every year, and that means uh, Molly and I kind of watch our kids and make sure that we're not, you know, making them be too tired with all their various activities that we have time to recover. Um, and the key word, I guess, in the phrase that I'd want people to focus in on is we want those things to be sustainable. I love um, you that. Can't have, you can't have all play. You can't have all work. You need both. Um, and so what we're doing is we're seeking to bring both of those things into a relationship where we can both work and play. We can do good things and we can enjoy Uh, for the long haul. That's what we're shooting at. You know, Ben, you would love an episode that James Van Dyke did with me. He's an organic, uh, well, he's an environmental scientist, but he talked about stewardship under and the idea of sustainability in relationships and stewardship of relationships. It It was so profound. I loved what he had to say on that very topic. One of the things I like about what you've done in this uh, particular blog that 
of course, I read all your blogs, so it's not fair to pick one out. But in this particular one, my fa- one of my favorite things that you wrote about was, and you mentioned this, that you come back every week, every month, once a year, or you, you check in to be sure how are you doing. And you ask these questions, and I love this. I'm going to quote you. One of the questions I ask each week is this, is your family happy and thriving? Can you help them in any way? This requires that I act as a peacemaker. That That is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So how mm-hmm. does that, I mean, is your family just spoiled rotten? I know there are women listening who think if my husband ever asked me that, I'd faint. I'd probably be dead on the spot. <laughs> how did well, you even know to ask a question like that? Uh, well, I mean, it's, well, that's a great question. Um, you know, how, how, how do I know to ask that question? Um, yeah. you know, well, just, just the simple question, you know, um, of, of, you know, how, how is my family doing? When, yeah. when I ask that question, Kathy, I'm included in that question. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it, it, it is, it is about Molly and it is about my children. Yeah. Um, and obviously the way I phrase things makes it to where I ask myself, is there anything that I can do to serve them so that they flourish? Mm-hmm. That's why I ask the question. Um, but in that, I do self-reflection and say, do I have the things that I need as well? Because, you know, if I'm if I'm finding meaningful work or, uh, you know, I'm creating space to, to rest after maybe I've taken on a big project. Uh, the, the more that, that I'm at peace as well um, helps me to better serve them. And so all of those factors and dynamics um, are involved. But, you know, I guess just to return back, I mean, you asked me, how did I even know to ask that question? Yeah. And I would say, um, I would say the, the, the driving factor in asking that question uh, and 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 using it as a way to view my family life um, is uh, it stems from the gospel. Mm. Um, you know, we Christians worship a God who uh, put on human flesh and walked among us, uh, and then Jesus laid down His life for us. And uh, not only did He die for us, but I mean, if you read Philippians two. Uh, Jesus, he, he left his position in heaven where he had everything mm-hmm. at his disposal um, so that he could have us, so that we could receive something that we did not have. And so if there's a reason you know, to ask about these people's well-being who are around me, uh, it's because of Jesus. <laughs> mm. um, it's because of his life uh, and his teachings. Well, uh, one additional thing I'll add to that, and it goes to Jesus. Um, you know, Jesus said that, uh, you know, we are to store up our treasures in heaven. Mm-hmm. And if we think about that phrase, you know, what does that mean? Oftentimes, uh, that means you're storing up your treasures in your relationships. And most mm-hmm. often, that's with those closest mm-hmm. to you and your mm-hmm. friends and family. Uh, they're the things that are going to last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, wow. So while we're here, that's that's where... I think we're called to pour ourselves out. Well, I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna close the segment with a a quote, but I want my listening friends to stay tuned because we're gonna get more of this kind of wisdom from Benjamin. We have a lot more to talk about when we come back from the break. But here's another thing he said in that same uh, series of thoughts: If we have peace at home, we'll be secure in each in 
excuse me, in one another's love. I, I love that you said that. I want to talk a little bit about secu- giving your family security when we come back from the break. We're listening to Benjamin A. Simpson. I'm just plying him with questions because he is such a fine young leader. And I guess you're not even that young anymore, Benjamin. I apologize for that. <laughs> but in my in my mind and heart, I always remember that the child that you were, and I'm just in awe mm. of the man you've become. I'm so grateful for all the growth I see in your life and your wisdom and leadership in my life now. So we're going to go to the break, and we'll be right back. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door. And the next house over is a grocery store. a dynamic woman? Sandra Beck and Linda Crater host Dynamic Women Talk Radio, bringing lively weekly shows in a roundtable format with influential guests from around the globe. This amazing tribe of diverse and accomplished women share their candid views on topics such as reputation, handling rejection, loyalty, what is sexy, overthinking, blended families, and much more. Discussions are joyful, with freedom to address topics from various perspectives with candor, respect, and no judgment. These are the conversations you wish you could have with all your family and friends. Dynamic women have lived their lives boldly, with unexpected and sometimes undesired turns in the road of life. Yet detours and bumps bring opportunity, personal growth, more authenticity, and a fresh outlook. Join our welcoming tribe of Dynamic Women each Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, also on iTunes, and more information at dynamicwomentalkradio.com. Celebrating vibrant, charismatic women everywhere. Join the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles. Entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Good 
Hey, we're back from the break. And before we left, Benjamin was talking to us about storing treasure in heaven and how that can be in our relationships because those are so valuable to us, our family and those we love. And getting to heaven and having that uh, treasure there is so dear. And it reminded me, Benjamin, there's a, what Dave and I like to say is we're trying, this is why we call it Camp Crafty, all these messaging things we're doing we like we say we like we want to leave the campsite better than we found it and uh, my dad used to say that and as we pull into a campsite and then he'd make us it was the 1960s right so he'd make us pick up all the cigarette butts that were left Hmm. and then then before we left of course we'd have to rake it and put down a stack of nice wood next to the fire for the next people my dad was just that way he wanted the campsite better when we left and you wrote something that I highlighted, and I'm going to read it because this could become a meme. I, I love to make memes, so don't be surprised if you see your name floating around with this quote later. Here's what okay. Benjamin wrote in one of his uh, blogs. Our faith leads us to value service, and we want the world to be a better place because we pass through. I just love that. Mm-hmm. So. We were talking about loving your family and how that produces peace in your home, and it also allows a parent the opportunity to foster, or or a spouse, foster the potential of the other people that you love in your family. So talk to me a little bit about that. How does that work? How do we we foster love for one another and what results from that? Yeah, and how does love Um, look at your house? Yeah, um, well... uh, I mean, they're the practical uh, everyday things. I mean, we we have dinner around the dinner table together every day. Um, every day where we don't have like a church commitment in the evening mm-hmm. that has mm-hmm. taken us out. Um, so we spend time together there. Uh, uh, we're supportive of one another in the various things that we do. Um, just to give you a snapshot of what that mm-hmm. looks like. Uh, last night, uh, I went uh, to the Baylor campus to help lead uh, college Bible study. Uh, mm. It's uh, a way that I volunteer and serve with my church. Um, and that was from 8 to 9. And my kids normally go to bed around 8 o'clock, and that means I was leaving right before their bedtime. And uh, so, you know, I told them goodnight, and I left. And I came back, and I sat down in my chair, and there was an envelope waiting there with Dad written on the cover. Mm. Uh, and a note inside, and it was from my son, and it said, Dad, thank you for teaching the college students about Jesus. Aww. And he wrote his name at the bottom. And, Aww. you know, he he is a little boy. And uh, uh, and I did not expect that in any way. Oh, my gosh. Form. Did you cry? Uh, but that, well, I mean, it warmed my heart. I would have right. teared up. I'm tearing up right this um, minute. Um, but so, you know, like we, we, things like that. And, wow. you know, if anything, love gets reinforced in uh, what some people might even, you know, think of as the commonplace, the ways we encourage one another, uh, mm-hmm. the ways, as we talked about, uh, you know, a few minutes ago about how we encourage everyone in our family, myself, my wife, my kids, uh, to take risks, even things that they oh, might yeah, fail yeah. in, right. uh, just so that they know if things don't go well, you know what, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. you're loved here for you. Mm-hmm. And not on the basis of what you do. Uh, we love you because you're you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, those are ways um, that we foster that. Those are ways we serve one another. 
Um, you know, one of the things that I don't know if I wrote about in, you know, extreme detail is that, you know, we think of our family as an environment. Um, it's a culture. Ah. And what what my wife and I want in our family life is we want uh, our life together to be filled with the love of God so that everyone here that is part of our family, they flourish according to their uniqueness, uh, their callings, uh, their giftings. Uh, and so while we have some common values, we know that for every member of this family, that can, that can uh, manifest uh, in different ways. Um, but that's what, we're, that's what we're aiming for. That's what we're trying to do. I like what you said, uh, and this kind of applies to what you were saying earlier. Well, there's just so much that you said. I could respond to all of it. But I like what you said about us being individuals, but we're still in a culture or a community when we're in family. And I think mm-hmm. that's part of what we're suffering with in the United States. We have seen in my lifetime such a breakdown in families. And so people are really, especially your generation and younger, people are looking for different ways to do family so that they can feel that they have true companionship. So I like what you wrote at the end of this one. You said, whether you are a a married or single, have a big family or no children at all, you might find it helpful to define your values, to think about how to live a life you intend. Your children may be grown, you may be old, but there is still time left. Live your days well. I just thought that was such a wonderful and profound thought. And and I want you to know how much I appreciated the fact that you included the old people in there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm getting so old that even the 40-year-olds seem young to me, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, for one, like, and I'm very thankful for this, uh, the congregation that we're part of. And the congregation we were part of before we moved to the Waco area in Fort Worth was – very much an intergenerational congregation. And so yeah. I was around people from, you know, birth to, you know, old, I mean, senior mm-hmm. adult. Uh, and, you know, even for our seniors, uh, and, you know, I have some friends that are seniors here at First Waco. Uh, you know, we, we constantly talk about how, you know, <laughs> as long as you're breathing, you know, God still has work for you to do. So and it may be to bless your kids, your family, your neighbor, you know, I mean, people that are around you. Uh, and so there's always room to grow. You know, uh, my, my mom lived with us the last year of her life. And it, it, that's some of my most precious memories with her. I, I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. It, it, it's it's definitely a treasure that I store. And, and I when I get to heaven, I you know, I just can't wait to see her again. But there's nothing like that time spent with somebody as they're about to make their exit. Um, It's just so valuable and so rare. Every minute was savored by us together. Um, The other thing I've noticed, and I wanted to throw this out there in case anyone is listening, we we talked earlier about how sometimes women can be very discouraged because maybe they didn't have that wonderful background and family heritage. But I've noticed a tendency among the older women I know. I, I have many friends who are your grandmother's age. In fact, she is very dear to my heart. And she has encouraged me and blessed me along the way many times. And and I I have so many friends that are widows. Not that you're, I mean, I know your grandparents are still together and nobody's, nobody's widowed there. But um, some of my friends are widows and they're in that age group that's a little ahead of me and they're so valuable to me because of all the wisdom they've accrued 
And I always encourage my younger friends when they're heartbroken because they don't have a family they can trust or feel comfortable to turning to, I always encourage them to look for a widow because they're full of of information and wisdom and their their hearts feel neglected like they don't have anything else to give. So it's a perfect union when an, a young a young woman can find an older widow to come together and and I think it's also biblical. Mhm. No, oh, absolutely. I mean, that is the the church is an intergenerational family. Yeah. Um, you know, for sure. Well, it's supposed to be. I think sometimes people think the church is the hospital and they get there and everybody's sick. And they and they get discouraged and they say, oh, well, the church is full of hypocrites. But what well, the mm. truth is, we're all patients and there's one good doctor and it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then there's a yeah, few people oh, that are absolutely. like interns, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We shouldn't get too judgmental about the rest of us being patients. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah it's, it's, I think it's helpful, you know, just the thought that when you're among the fellowship of, of when I am, this includes me, of Christian people. You know, anybody you look upon, you need to look upon them with, you know, with bifocal glasses. And on the one hand, you need to see that uh, they're moving on to sainthood and to glory. Uh, but on the other, they're still a human being just like you. Yeah. And that means they're going to have faults and failings. Uh, and, there will and, be both. And woundedness. Mm-hmm. Places where they hurt or, 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 you know, have tripped. Well, you, you just bring so much wisdom and compassion to every conversation, Ben, and I'm so grateful for you. We, we have about maybe two minutes. Do you want to summarize, like, sh- a shout-out of what you, you think is important for people to know as they begin to try to create some family values? Sure. You know, if, uh, if, you, if you're married and you're listening to this, uh, you know, it, it all starts with just having a conversation. Just ask, like, mm-hmm. what, what do we want to create here? What do we want to see? You know, what do we really value? And then, you know, what are the things that we will begin to see to know we're, we're getting it right or we're doing the things that we set out mm-hmm. to do? Um, I mean, those three questions alone will uh, at least begin to lay the groundwork uh, for what it is that you're seeking to accomplish. And then, of course, you know, um, yeah, you know, I think it's Emmett Smith in his Hall of Fame speech. He he said something to the effect. He said, you know, when you say something you want to do, it's a dream, but when you write it down, it becomes a goal. And I think he's quoting somebody else. Uh, but if you if you want your family uh, to look a certain way, then you can talk about it all day long. Uh, but when you write it down, you're going to crystallize those thoughts, uh, and you'll have something to go back to and pass on. To another generation. Well, speaking Uh, of passing on, I don't want to interrupt you, but we're going to close. Speaking of mm -hmm. passing on, if you want Benjamin Simpson to do that work for you, you'll be amazed at what's on his blog and website. And you can find that at BenjaminASimpson.com. And I really encourage you to go there and take this beautiful format that he's offered in his writing. He writes for, he writes Sunday school material and original work all the time. So you can get that for free just by opening up his blog and signing up for it. It'll come to your email address. And I just encourage you to do that. Thank you, Benjamin, for being on the show. Yeah, Kathy, thanks for having me as your guest.
It was my privilege. So don't forget, you can find more from Ben at BenjaminASimpson.com and more from me and all my amazing guests at Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y, Crafty, K-R-A-F-V-E.com. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in.